0: Hello and welcome to a special show we're doing for the Hong Kong International Races for grade one races, Saturday night into Sunday morning, and it's super exciting stuff. This is one worth staying up late for. I'm your host, Peter Thomas Fornatal, coming to you from Tucson, Arizona at the Global Symposium of Racing, appropriately enough, given tonight's topic. And we've got a great panel for you. We're going to dive right in. And uh, we're going to have th- thoughts from three people I always want to talk to when it comes to betting races internationally and uh, in Hong Kong in particular. We're, our show today is brought to you by our friends at attheraces.com. You can go to attheraces.com to get cards, to get much more information about all of these races. And the first person I'm going to bring in is the man behind the at HK Racing US Twitter account. And, and we'll ask him a little bit about that as we go along here. But first, we're going to get his thought on on the first of the four races we're talking about. It's race number four, one ten a.m. in New York on Sunday morning. That would be 6.10 in the U.K. 2.10 local time in Hong Kong is the Group 1 Hong Kong Vase. We're going a mile and a half. uh, 2,400 meters, technically the distance. We've got nearly 3 million U.S. in the pot. Some familiar names in here, including world travelers like Broom and Stone Age. The favorite is uh, Glory Vaz. And Andrew Brown,
1: who's going to win this thing? Yeah, great to be with you, Pete. Um, Well, a few trainers in this race know how to win the Vaz, don't they? Four have won it before some multiple times, uh, including uh, Aiden O'Brien, who's won this race uh, three times in the last seven years, Highland Reel 2015 and 2017, uh, star Mogul in, in 2020. And like Mogul and Highland Reel, Highland Reel's first win, Stone Age is a three-year-old son of Galileo. I'm sensing a little bit of a pattern here. Aiden. he's coming off that terrific run for second in the Breeders' Cup turf uh, behind Rebels Romance. And, and so long as all the travel doesn't take his toll, he's certainly been clocking up some frequent flyer points. Uh I think he can bounce off that effort and and upset the favourite, Glory Vaz, who is a two-time winner of the race and, and looking to emulate Good Barbar as the only horse to have won three HKIR races. Of course, Golden 60 looking to do the same thing a little later in the program. But my big concern for Glory Vaz is he's seven now. You've got to go a fair way back to to find a, a horse that old that's won this race. And he's only had the two runs since winning the Vars last year. So... Fitness has to be of some concern. Is he going as well as last year? We'll find out on the weekends. No questioning his ability, of course. Um, I'm actually going to throw uh, Botnik in for second, the Godolphin four-year-old, who's been looking pretty impressive in France this year at one stage, stringing three wins together. And rounding out my trifecta is Broom, who I I think upwards of 20 to one is terrific value. Um, And as always, thereabouts was running well for six in that Breeders' Cup turf race. Behind Rebels Romance, and if he can produce his Royal Ascot win from from earlier on in the year, I think he's going to be right in this. But it's uh, yeah, Aiden O'Brien for me, and um, I I think uh, Stone Age on top.
0: All right, good stuff, Andrew. I know you've got some fun stuff happening at the eight at the uh, HK Racing US Twitter account, including a little contest. Why don't you let folks know about that?
1: We do. So the the Twitter account, this, this account focuses specifically on Hong Kong racing through a North American lens. So give it a follow on Twitter. HK racing US is the handle. At the moment, uh the Hong Kong Jockey Club has very generously sent us some of these magnificent jackets, which I'm wearing here, and also some of these magnificent hats. And uh everyone has a chance to to win one of these jackets and one of these hats. Simply go over and follow the account, HK Racing us on twitter uh, and give us a like and a comment and a retweet and away you go you are automatically entered to win one of these awesome jackets or hats
0: great stuff next we bring in a man whose story i think is going to be very very interesting to other betters around the world sean borman's been a professional punter for oh a couple of years now i'd say i think going on near two decades at this point but has recently made the decision to focus most of his action in hong kong sean How are you? And what is it that you like so much about the Hong Kong product?
2: Pete, thanks for having me on. Um, I'm I'm doing good. And, you know, what I like most about the Hong Kong product is it's, you know, quite frankly, it's just a better product to to gamble on than than here in the States. It's full fields, it's competitive racing, um, tons and tons of liquidity, and it just Day in and day out offers that chance to have a, have a really big score, like a year making score almost every day they run. Um, and that's just very appealing to me. A lot of the problems we have, they've taken care of. So other than the time difference and the lack of sleep, it's uh, it's, it's much better. <laughs>
0: Well, you have the option. You can put in your bets. You can watch the next morning. Follow along on the Twitter account. Look over at attheraces.com, the recaps. Or you can be a true hardcore like Sean and uh, and just stay up. Who do you like to kick things off on uh, Sunday morning, Saturday night?
2: Well, I hate, to, I hate to agree first thing off the bat, but I, I also really like Stone Age. I think he ran just tremendous in the Breeders' Cup, um, did a lot of the dirty work, and it was the only real – on pace, horse that stuck around in there, um, and I thought he just ran a tremendous race. And, and drawn where he is Sunday, he, he should get a perfect trip. And and I look for him to win it. Um, and then I'm going to play a local horse second in my exacta play. I, I really like Senior Toba at a, what I assume is probably going to be a pretty good price. Um, horse is just getting better and better. Should love the distance drawn. 10, I think I know exactly what they're going to do is just, is just ride cold and try to finish with him, um, which I think suits him. So I, that, that's going to be my top two in there.
0: I like it. Do you, you like anything to round out the try or are you going to focus more on those
2: two? Uh, I'm probably just going to focus on that play, but but both Broom and Glory Vaz are interesting to me. Um, you know, one of the problems with this particular meeting for me is I have a lot less information to go off of than I do on a on a typical Hong Kong meeting because I don't have my figures or anything for these imports. So I'll rely heavily on what guys like Andrew say about some of these horses. But, you know, Broom, Glory Vaz, and, and and Botanic, I think, are, are the three that I would focus on for third. We have,
0: we have another member of our team tonight. He's going to come to us through the magic of video recording He's a colleague of mine at uh, Sky Sports Racing. He does stuff for at the races.com as well. He also contributes to the at HK
3: Racing US Twitter account. He's Tim Carroll. The one i like here is glory bars who's a twice winner of the race he won it last year and he won it in 2019. now he was unplaced in his lead up to this but i'd read very little into that given he was beaten in both his previous lead-ups he's proven over course and trip he's a seasoned traveler and he he loves it here at shard tim for second i've gone with stone age he's the joint highest rated runner in the race and he does look well placed with the three-year-old allowance which is a a very handy five pounds given it's so late in the year he was last seen when runner-up in the turf classic at the breeders cup which was a career high and it's certainly worth noting that two of Aidan o'brien's three winners in this race were three-year-olds highland rill and mogul and for third i've gone with broom who has only won one race since july of last year and he can be a bit difficult to predict but he'd be awfully hard to hold out if running to the same level as when winning the hardwick stakes earlier in the year my numbers here in race four three ten and one Next up, we have race number five, one fifty U.S.
0: time in the East. That's 6.50 in the U.K., 2.50 in the afternoon Sunday. Uh, local time, it is the Longines Hong Kong Sprint, 1,200 meters, a.k.a. six furlongs, just over 3 million U.S. in the pot. Sean, we're going to kick this one off with you. Uh, where are you going in the Hong Kong Sprint? You know,
2: first, I'll, I'll say this isn't a race I have a terribly strong opinion in um but i do think that lucky swaying ness is going to be pretty over bet based on his talent level compared to some of these others um so i'm going to take a little shot with cordyceps six even though he's not drawn very well but you know his running style that should be okay he's going to drop back and try to finish and might offer a little bit more value um so I'm going to try to beat Lucky Swain S on top with with Cordyceps. And then uh, I do think Lucky Swain S is the most likely horse to run second. And then Resistencia would be my third third selection.
0: Andrew, how about you? Are you guys uh, in alignment again this time around?
1: Uh, a few uh, a few similar numbers there. Um, I mean, this race, is, it's very much Hong Kong versus Japan here with, with one representative from Singapore, Lims Kosyosko who might just find this uh, too big a mountain to climb. That's a little bit of a pun, too, because Kosciuszko is the uh, tallest mountain in mainland Australia. I won't forget you, Tasmanians. Um, I think it's going to be a real race here of, of tactics between Ryan Moore on on Wellington and Zach Purton on Lucky Swainess. I'm with Lucky Swayness. Uh I, I agree with Sean. It's probably, probably going to be overbet a little bit, but I still think Wellington will go a favourite. I could be wrong. Um <laughs> I loved his last outrun in the Jockey Club Sprint when he ran just outside Sacred Kingdom's 1,200 metre or, or approximately six furlong track record. Um, both trainer Manfred Mann and jockey Zach Burton said after the race they expect further improvement from the four-year-old. He's super versatile. He can lead, he can take a seat, or he can come from behind. And that versatility is probably a good thing too because um, he can be a little tardy out of the gate. So post position three, you know, that that that's some concern um the more seasoned Wellington I think he gets the swing in the weights here over Lucky Swainess and from all reports he's back to 100% after pulling up lame last time out when he just didn't show that uh regular turn of foot that he normally shows down the straight he's six and and older older horses have a good record in this race and I, I think John Dahm is the pick of the Japanese horses and can run third for your trifectas he won the the G1 sprinters stakes uh this campaign as well so yeah I've got Lucky Swainess over Wellington as my selections I love having Andrew on because you don't just get top
2: quality
0: tips; you also get some geography lessons, which is uh, much appreciated. Let's bring in Tim Carroll for his thoughts on this one.
3: The one I like is Lucky Ness, who's gone through the grades in impressive style since his debut in February. He was rather up to wellington two back when he smashed out from a high drawer and was forced to work hard on the front but he then made amends when winning the jockey club sprint a, a traditional trial for this he's got a favorable draw in three and it's likely he'll have a perfect commute under purton while several of his market rivals do have tricky draws for second i've gone with wellington who is the highest rated runner in the contest and he looked in rude health when winning on his return he did disappoint last time out in behind a few of these when an odds on in favour, but he was found to have a problem after that, and it'd be no surprise if he were to bounce back, or, although it's not an ideal leader. For third, I've gone with Skyfield, who won a messy renewal of this last year, and although he has failed to win since then, he'll certainly appreciate what is likely to be a solid gallop. My numbers here in race 5, 4, 1 and 2. The Group 1
0: action continues as we skip ahead to race number 7, 3 a.m. USA time in the East. That'd be uh, midnight on the West Coast, 8 a.m. in the U.K., 4 p.m. local time for the Longines Hong Kong Mile. The prices, the purses go up throughout the night, $3.8 million up for grabs in this one. Andrew Brown, we're going to go back to you. You've already alluded to the big favorite in this race, Golden 60. Are you with or against?
1: Yeah, well, unless Glory Bars did it in the VARS a few races earlier. Golden 60 looking to join Good Bar is the only three-time HKIR winner and also join Good Baba as the winner of three successive Hong Kong miles. Of course, I'm with Golden 60 PTF. What's not to love about him? He's he's just been so great for racing. A, a winner of of 22 from 25. Um, he's won this race the last two years, as I just said. His his win first off the layoff last time out showed us the now seven-year-old is is going. As good as ever when he reeled off some sizzling sectionals to overhaul California Spangle. He ran 21.3 for his last 400, uh, overhauling a fitter and younger California Spangle, I should say. J- Jockey Vincent Ho said afterwards that he was only 80% fit for that. So, with that run under his belt, look out. Um, I think that, uh, yeah, Golden 60 is is just going to have everybody uh, up on their feet and cheering at Chartin. It should be an absolute sensational race. Um, California Spangle, tenacious in defeat on that occasion last time out. He'll be there again. uh, And I'm going to put in uh, number four, Shell Meister, in for third to round out my trifecta. But it's Golden 60 for me on top. Sean, what do you think about this
0: big favourite?
2: He's... He's a tremendous racehorse. Um, just so talented and and so, you know, very versatile. Um, I don't see him getting beat. I, and I, you know, I, I do want to say I think it's it's really a shame because California Spangled himself is a tremendous racehorse, um, but he's just up against one that's you know a length better, um, or he would be something very special too. I mean, he's he's. He's getting he's getting better and better. And I, I'm really excited to see him progress as an older horse, which is something also nice about Hong Kong is these horses will run until they're five or six or seven years old, and you can see how they actually actually progress instead of just being whisked away to the breeding shed. Um, but yeah, I think Golden Sixty wins it. I think California Spangle probably runs second, and then you know I was going to stick Beauty Joy in another local horse in third. Um, he's a he's also rapidly improving horse and he's sort of a temperamental temperamental horse to ride he gets very rank um and i don't love zach burton coming off just because he is a hard horse to ride but but picking up hugh bowman you know he's probably riding better than anybody over there except zach right now so he's i think he's capable and can get this horse to settle and i really like the way he's progressing too
0: Let's see if we can make it a chorus for Golden
3: 60 as we turn once again to Tim Carroll. On the one I like is the local champ, Golden 60, who looked as good as ever when winning on his seasonal return, which took his record to an incredible 22 wins from 25 starts. Now, California Spangle and a couple of the others, they will have first run on the selection. And Vincent Ho, he'll need to have his wits about him. But the equation is fairly simple for mine. Uh, the selection needs a bit to go wrong, whilst the opposition probably need a bit to go right for there to be an upset. For a second, I've gone with California Spangle, who has been runner-up both times he's met the local champion, and he was only beaten the nose last time in the Jockey Club Mile. However, Zach Purden gave him a sublime front-running ride that day, and he's now five-pound worse-up under these conditions. For third, I've gone with Beauty Joy, who did bomb last time out over ten furlongs, but connections who seemingly wanted to try him over further to avoid the likes of Golden Sixty and California Spangle have elected to drop him back to the mile, which looks far more suitable. My numbers here in race seven: one, two, and six. We wrap
0: things up with the biggest big one,
3: the Hong Kong Cup. We're
0: going two thousand meters, that's roughly a mile and a quarter. Prize money increasing once again as we approach four point five million U.S on offer 340 in new york uh, 1240 on the west coast 840 a.m sunday morning in the uk and 440 local for this one and sean we're gonna get your thoughts on uh who's gonna go out a winner as we close things out
2: you know i think it's uh i think it's another sort of one horse race with Romantic warrior being the the top choice for me he's Another just rapidly improving young horse over there that's that's very versatile, um, very fast. Um, not you know like fast out of the gate, but just fast overall. He can run solid sectionals throughout his races, and he's going to be very very tough to beat. Him, I think. Um, I was going to pick uh, Leah Papali second, um, just off. You know, I thought I thought she had a really bad trip last year in this race and, and show, showed enough talent to wear drawn down on the rail and picking up Moreira and his sort of swan song in Hong Kong that, that she should get a good trip and, and be part of the number.
1: Andrew, where are you going to go? Well, yeah, Japan looking for a, a sixth cup win here in eight years, PTF, and they have a really strong hand. Uh, Papale, one of them, as um, Sean just mentioned. I like Jack Dior um, as he bids to emulate his sire, Morris, who um, showed that explosive turn of foot under Ryan Moore, going back a few years ago now to win the race? I think it was 2016. His form ties in nicely with another Japanese fancy Panther Lassa, who will probably be loose on the lead in this race. Um, but Jack actually beat Panther Lassa too back in the grade, you know, grade two at Sapporo. I think Jack Dior will be well positioned to pick up the pieces late if there's a, a bit of a frantic piece, speed set up front. Sean's, um, selection, um, or the the one Sean selection there, uh, Leipa Parley, I thought I agree with him, ran a a totally luckless six in this very race last year behind loves only you and has been pretty consistent this year. Uh, and I think under local jockey Joe Marrero, I could surprise at odds. Uh, she's definitely in my trifecta and, uh, yeah, Romantic Warrior will we'll, uh, round out my top three for sure for all the reasons that Sean just illustrated. Um, you know, really exciting horse and has just been so consistent uh, this year looking for four straight wins. Let's go to Tim Carroll one more time to get
0: his idea of who gets the money in the Hong Kong Cup.
3: The one I like is Panthalasa, who was responsible for an incredible effort in defeat last time. That was in the Group 1 Autumn Tenu Shu in Tokyo when he, he went to the front. At one stage, he was 15 lengths clear of his nearest rival, only to be picked off in the final strides when runner-up to Equinox. He does have proven international form on the board, having dead heated with Lord North in this year's Dubai turf. Now he went around in that race when second up from a layoff and he goes second up here from a similar layoff. For second, I've gone with Geoglyph. He's a promising three-year-old. He's won three of his seven starts in Japan, including the Japanese 2000 guineas. William Buick picks up the ride and he does get a handy three-pound age allowance. And for third, I've gone with Romantic Warrior, who holds a perfect three-from-three record over this trip, and he's by far and away the best of the locals, having won eight of his nine starts, including the QE2 Cup and this year's derby. Okay, this will be his acid test with the internationals in play, but it'll take a good one to beat him. My numbers here in race eight, one, 11 and two. That is all the time we
0: have on the show. I want to thank Tim Carroll one more time, Sky Sports Racing, and again, he contributes to the at- hk racing us twitter account we encourage people to follow and to retweet for a chance to win uh, the fabulous jacket that andrew brown is sporting as well as an hk as a hong kong international races hat what else do they have to do is it fo- follow retweet and you're and you're in andrew or is there more to it
1: really easy Pete. just follow the account hk racing us on twitter give it a retweet and if you're after one of the jackets just comment with the size of the jacket that you'd like to win either for yourself or a family member. We're coming up to Christmas, right? It
0: does make a great gift too, as Nigel Tufnell once said, and Sean Borman, we thank you one more time. We wish you Godspeed on uh, Saturday night into Sunday morning with, with your endeavors. Appreciate you coming on here very much.
2: Thanks for having me. I appreciate it.
0: We will thank our other sponsors at the races.com. One more time. Remember great, information cards lots of tipping stuff over there at the races.com a, a fantastic and underrated source for international racing information in the uk we encourage you all to check that out though so you, you got to be careful about that one guy who does the the tips for the usa on, on saturday i don't know if i trust him <laughs> thank you to everybody at theraces.com at hk racing us i'm peter thomas for natal may you win all your photos